Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's a brand new week. You're listening to the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi from the Southern Bancor Studio in Hattiesburg. Everybody in the same room today. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony producing for us today. Happy to have you along. Brand new week. One week closer to everything happening. Soccer, volleyball, football, but Kelly, this week, Sunbelt Media Days, we'll talk about it later. You're headed down looking, to New Orleans. Looking forward to it tomorrow. All of the, the old coaches, the new coaches, uh, several of the players who are going to be making headlines this year are all going to be in New Orleans at the media's disposal, and that kind of really metaphorically kicks off the football season. It so, does. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to so, it. So great. They'll, they'll do a fantastic job at the Sheraton, and uh, we'll talk about that a little later in the program. First segment, as always, brought to you by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. They're located in a community near you, our hometown team, just right down the road from the studio. Uh, great friend Justin and his staff at Dickey's Barbecue. Of course, uh, they smoke all the meats. School's kicking back. You're going to start getting in tailgate gear and tailgate mode and, and let Dickie's uh, sponsor your next event. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, cooked here, loved everywhere. One of those sports getting ready to kick back up in, in, in just a, a few weeks, Southern Miss Volleyball. And we're privileged today, not just one segment, but two segments. Southern Miss head volleyball coach Jenny Hazelwood, after a tremendous uh, first year, 21-12, and 12, the Lady Eagles were, and she gets ready for, for round two. She's on the road today, but... Coach, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me and really excited about the upcoming season. It's like it's gotten here really fast, but at the same time, we've been eagerly anticipating the start of the season. So uh, you, you came in with uh, with high aspirations, and, and Lady Eagles, uh, you, you guys got to, to 21 wins last year. And I guess, you know, you, you learn a new program and you were learning a new conference. What did you learn uh, from from year one that you're going to uh, you know to, to see pay off in year two. Um, I mean, really, there's just so much when you're in a new conference and we're taking over a new programs. So I, I think we're just scratching the surface of learning what all Southern Miss volleyball can do and and be because I think we have some really high 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 level potential. To, to do great things. So that's exciting. I mean, our, our conference when it comes to volleyball is competitive, really strong. 
um, especially our division. I mean, our division is tough. And, um, and so it's just exciting to have just the rivalries that we've already developed after one year. Um, and, and it's fun. I mean, we look forward to it. So it's been great. We just just getting out of baseball season, people thinking towards football, and of course, uh, when you when you talk basketball too, what you just said, those rivalries, and I'm sure that just pays off the same in volleyball, knowing that, you know, you're not going to be on a bus for for 20 hours going somewhere, and there's actual where you're recruiting at. I mean, there there turf wars as well in volleyball. Oh, absolutely, and it's you, we've seen it in the recruiting process in the very short period of time that we've been here. And it's it's really great because volleyball has grown a lot in the youth age groups in the South, in the Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama area. And so that obviously means then a lot more prospects that we're all recruiting and going after. So it has been fun to pull all of that together and um, and the future looks incredibly bright for Southern Miss Volleyball. You're getting to see a lot of the a lot of the popularity from the youngsters as you have been around Coach Hazelwood around the state and around um, the area as a counselor and a coach at some of these different volleyball clinics but I want to take a look at your punch list compare your punch list last year to some things you wanted to get accomplished in your very first year and how that punch list is different than what your punch list looks like this year going into the season yeah last year I mean you you could go back and find even when you guys interviewed me before the season and and I knew we were going to be pretty good I knew we had the talent in the gym to win and um, so, like, we had pretty high expectations this past season. Um, and one of them, I mean, we want to win conference championships. I think that's, you know, obviously people just probably assume that, but we absolutely are disappointed that we didn't um, go further. It's, it's weird in volleyball. We don't play everybody. It's not an equal double round robin or anything like that um, because there's so many teams. So a regular season title is important, but the conference tournament is is obviously not only where you you know get a bid to the NCAA tournament, but it's like that's where you've got to go through everybody. I mean, you got to go through any of the good teams, and so um, both of those things are high on our priority list. And um, but you know we start the season off, and I know our schedule hasn't officially been released because there's a lot more than just hey we're playing these teams that goes into that, but um, our first weekend, we play at Rice and Houston, and so it's, they're both kind of hosting the tournament. And then we also play USC, Southern California USC. So three teams that were in the NCAA tournament. And we, and that's, again, with purpose because we're going to be incredibly talented again this year. So your daughter plays for Southern Cal, yes? She does. She does. And so it's part of why when USC committed to that tournament, the Rice coach reached out to us because they know that, you know, we're, we did well and it would be a great tournament. And she's like, and then you get to see your daughter. And, and it turns out we're playing at the exact same time on Friday and the exact same time on Saturday. So I won't get to see her play, but I get to see her. And then when we play them, I'll see her. <laughs> I, I was going to say this. This could cause terrible turmoil within the Hazelwood family when you have to thump Southern yeah. Cal. You know, your daughter's going to have yeah. her feelings hurt. I know. And then, you know, <laughs> my husband is going to, it's like, what do you choose like you know like that's 
that'll be a family internal matter, I guess, at some point. <laughs> I mean, have we gotten Brian to the point that he does wear black and gold now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he has loved every bit of this journey as much as I have, and um, and so we joke around that he about he has T-shirts for the club volleyball program that we both started together, and then Southern Miss, and so that's he's pretty much wearing that if he's not in work clothes. So, Just remind our uh, listeners I, that that Brian Hazelwood, Coach Hazelwood's uh, husband, he was a he was an athlete, Kelly. He was a kicker for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And we, we know who you're going to be for on November 18th. We'll, we may bring him on later in, in the season. Anyway, um, how did that post- oh, You better be on my side. Amen. There we go. I love it. Yeah. How did that postseason <laughs> run that your ladies went on um, in the NIVC really really help you going into this season? Oh, goodness. It, it's hard to even describe. We played a whole month later, so – you know, you're practicing more, your team's together more. Um, and so many players, like I think about our freshman, now sophomore, Kaylin Dents, she matured and grew in her game, in the game of volleyball, in that month so much more than we could have ever gotten, even in the off season, because you're not playing all the time. So it's, you know, learning how to be effective against a team that's like this or a team that slows you down here, do this, and just her growth. And it wasn't just her, obviously. We got better across the board. Um, but that's just a very tangible example of what a run in the NCAA tournament can mean to a team. And, I mean, she has been on fire this spring. And so it's just going to be so exciting to see where she is come the start of the season because of how much she's grown and and like I said that's that's across the board I mean we're our team if there's something different about any of these matches can be your last match and we were on the road the whole time so all right you're on the road and you got to figure it out and you're you know traveling and you're tired and all this stuff and it's stuff to play and you have to figure out how to you know how to win and there was a lot of great lessons learned and some tough matchups i mean at western carolina they were like their crowd was unbelievable and their team was really good i mean it was such a fun match and to win that one in five on the road it just it's that kind of stuff that it's like you can't teach that you can't um or mimic that in practice absolutely we're visiting with southern miss head volleyball coach jenny hazelwood We'll step aside for a break here in just a just a few seconds, and on the other side of the break, going to get Coach to to give us a, a another preview of of her team um, as a whole, and then she got some camps um, coming up. Before we go to the commercial break, just a reminder: uh, best beignets in Hattiesburg are found at Mobay Beignet Company, Kelly Center. Yeah, my daughter's in from Paris, France, and actually went there yesterday. And That's enjoyed, good. Yeah, enjoyed them in the in the afternoon. Cold, but, uh, cold coffee, hot coffee, whatever you like. Love it. Good stuff. Our good friends at Mobay Beignet. Hey, we're, we're talking Southern Miss Volleyball. We're going to take our first commercial break of the day. More with Jenny Hazelwood right after this on the Eagle Hour.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark. You know where it is on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Big gold building. Great friends over there at Campus Bookmark. All the new stuff coming in to cheer on the Golden Eagles and all of the fall sports. CampusBookmark.net. One of those fall sports that we're excited about getting cranked up and just about a month looking uh, towards the last weekend of August will be when the Lady Eagles uh, begin their 2023 regular season. And we're on the phone. We continue with head coach of Southern Miss Volleyball, Jenny Hazelwood. And coach, you, you talked about uh, one one player, but just kind of give us uh, and our, our listeners just uh, your take on this t- 2023 squad. I know excited to have some uh, some great performers back, and like you mentioned, you got some uh, some young ladies as well. They're looking to step up and contribute early. Yeah, for sure. So we have Mia Wesley returning, who was first team all conference. She was all tournament team for NIVC. She, I mean, a ton of accolades for her. Um, and then Kara Atkinson, second team, all Sun Belt. And, I mean, she. there are a lot of outstanding players in the Sun Belt that did not make the all Sun Belt teams. So just to give you an idea, I mean, she's, she's freaking good. And we get her back. And um, and so, and then we already talked about Kaylin Demps. Um, she's going to be a sophomore. And Megan Harris, who was one of the best pros in our league, and, you know, in the offseason, she got even better because she worked so hard. And um, so our team just retains a core group. Um, of course, we, Kinsey Smith did um, is not taking her sixth year. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll have two freshman setters. They're both incredibly talented as well. They're just young. Um, but that's where me being a setter and then Mehana, one of my assistants, she was also a setter, uh, we feel like we've got a pretty good um, handle on what, like how to slowly work them in from the mental side. Skill-wise, they're, they're very talented. It's just going to be learning the higher-level thinking and the pace, uh, pace of the game, just all that kind of stuff that, that they've got to learn. But, um, but, yeah, and then, of course, I mean, we have so much depth returning. Ari Barksdale, Reagan, um, line in. I mean, Reagan was our other starting middle. Um, if it wasn't her, it was Ari a lot of times. So, you know, we have just so much depth there. And then we have a freshman that came a semester early, and um, it's also a middle. And so, I, I mean, like, I could just go through our entire roster, but we have so much depth returning that it's, I think it's just going to be another year, like last year, just better. I, I think, though, the, the last year, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing, I think last year the coaching job you did might, might have been unparalleled with any of the coaches at Southern Miss uh, last year just because of, of the, the, um, the condition, shall we say, that the program was in when you took it over. And then to win 21 games I thought was just, just rem- really remarkable. But nobody can't, nobody can't say, Jenny Hazelwood, that you can't recruit because you've got a player from Wisconsin <laughs> You've got Mia Wesley from Utah and 11 different states represented, and you've got one from Oxford, Mississippi. You went, in, That's right. you went into the evil land and... And, and Nesbitt, because I know where you know where Nesbitt is. And, and stole yeah, one out right. of Oxford. How did you do that? Uh, well, so, you know, it's 
it's interesting volleyball, high school volleyball in Mississippi. I will say when it comes to um, a lot of players from all over the country on our roster, um, I mean, some of them like Mia was recruited by the previous staff. So it's, but we're the same. I mean, we have recruits interested from all over the country. And I think that speaks volumes to the, um, the, the publicity that Southern Miss athletics has gotten from the success of our other sports, honestly. And so we're in conversations with a lot of really high-level recruits across the country because of it. But volleyball is at that level in Mississippi where we have really good high-level Division One players coming out of our state. And so um, the, the kid in Oxford actually played one summer with my daughter and so, obviously, I, I got to see her before I took the job at Southern Miss, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I know how good this kid is." So. Uh, yeah, but so when so, so, so when you went into Oxford, did you have to wear like the plastic glasses and the rubber nose and the fake mustache and all that when you when you were? Well, fortunately, <laughs> we recruit at club tournaments, so okay. we're usually like in Dallas and Atlanta, and you know, I mean, it's not. It's yeah, not you didn't have to hold your nose that that much. We 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 get it. I I, I did not. We I get did it. not. <laughs> right, so a lot of the public schools actually started today, but you've got some some last second camps that are coming up for people to take advantage of. Fill in some blanks for us. Yeah, it's actually been you know it's so hard to figure out scheduling and all that kind of stuff with camps. And um, and I was out of town at my brother's wedding this past weekend. So um, we'll finish up our camps this upcoming weekend. And um, we have, you know, a lot of players still looking for camps to go to. I mean, there's still just a ton of young players in the state that don't have school volleyball yet because they don't start until seventh grade. You know, they start seventh and eighth grade is the first years, you know, and middle school they can play. So, um, so it's been great with these camps to continue to have a lot of young people um, really trying out volleyball and seeing what they think. And, and then, again, exposure um, with people coming from all over the country to our camps and just learning what our program's about, at least in the gym. It's been really good. Coach, you got the uh, the College Elite Camp, which is for ninth through 12th grade, but your other three camps teaching really the – the different positions on a volleyball court, so there's a specialization within the general camp. Those are for uh, for K through 12th grade because you want to introduce, you know, kids in South Mississippi to volleyball. Yeah, and volleyball is just becoming so popular. It has been popular around the country for a long time, and um, it, it's now the. I, 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 we say in volleyball, for volleyball, the number one in female participation track and field technically has more, but I don't know why there's a, I don't know, people argue over a team sport, individuals, like, I don't really know. But a lot of girls, a lot of young girls choosing volleyball. And, um, and that's absolutely affecting Mississippi, too, that young players are coming out at younger and younger ages just wanting to try it out. And whether it's rec leagues until they're older and start playing travel or see if they're serious about it, it's, it's really becoming a big deal. And we're going to continue to see growth in South Mississippi as well with regards to volleyball because it is just becoming such a popular sport. A few more, uh, few more 
minutes with Jenny Hazelwood, the, the website coach, southernmissvolleyballcamps.com, uh, an opportunity uh, to, to register there. But uh, it, it is an opportunity for people to see your facility, meet your, your coaches. And, I mean, even at a, an early age, you know, some of these parents understanding uh, what a quality you know volleyball program uh, looks like. Um, all of that is important. What what separates the elite camp from the others? Typically, at our elite camps, that we're trying to have it be all the older kids. And when I say older, obviously it's high school age. Um, that way, we can try to keep the drills and and things going at a certain rate. Right. So if you have a young, you know, twelve year old coming trying volleyball for the first time we don't want them having to try to dig a ball against somebody that's hitting it pretty hard and so um there, there can be you know just some inherent risk factors obviously with the age disparity so with our elite camps it's it's probably similar to every other sport it's like these are the prospect camps like high school age prospective student athletes so that you know you're basically making sure that you don't get young ones in there and they're like in over their head a little bit. Um, so we're, we're excited. We, um, we still, you know, in a lot of states, high school volleyball or high school actually doesn't start um, for a while longer. And so there's still plenty of time for them and they're still looking for camps. And so it's been nice for us to uh, really have that option for a lot of these student-athletes that are still looking for camps and ways to get better. Real quick, Coach Hazelwood, as we close out this conversation, do you ever find a diamond in the rough in any of these camps? I know your coaches are usually on top of the best players, you know, as far as recruiting them, but do you ever find one that you ever come across one that you just didn't see coming? Well, sure. I, I think that a lot of the biggest things that I'm seeing and then always have is coming across the diamond in the rough when they're young. So, you know, that is, okay, this player maybe hasn't played club very long, or if they have, you know, some the smaller clubs, maybe doesn't travel as much or, or whatever, but it's like, wow, the potential that that athlete has is absolutely there. So then having the ability to follow them no matter if they're in a smaller club or because, I mean, high school, we don't recruit a ton out of high school volleyball because we're playing at the same time. It's, it's obviously right. pretty difficult. So we recruit out of club, and so we might miss players if their teams aren't playing. Got it. Um, and Got it. so, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, you know, a great opportunity. We'll see some players that had not been on our radar and – and we're like, yep, at them. And like I said, a lot of times they're younger, but it's great to know early on. Coach Jenny Hazelwood and the Eagles volleyball team, they'll get rolling at the end of August, but they're going to start getting together uh, some camps this weekend that you can uh, take advantage of, and we'll be charting their progress and keeping you up to date here on the Eagle Hour. Continued success, Coach. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, it's media day tomorrow in New Orleans. It's all things Sunbelt football. That's next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Jenny Hazelwood, head volleyball coach of Southern Miss. 
joining us in those first two segments, previewing her team. They'll get started in just over a month. Looking forward to uh, her second season in Hattiesburg. Lady Eagles went 21-12 and 12 and went made a deep run in the postseason. Appreciate Coach Hazelwood's time, and we'll have her back on right before uh, the season opens up. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. I forgot the, uh, the Liberty Bowl trophy. I'm supposed to entrust it to Slade for football season, the well, MVP. You, we got we got time for got f- time. football seasons coming up. And don't forget the Tuesday nights at 4th Street, it's Sin Service Industry Night. That's how, say say the you don't have to say the acronym. Yeah. <laughs> Service Industry Night and it's where they they pay tribute to, you know, waiters and waitresses and bartenders. They're always busy taking care of other people. Yeah. And this is this is a way that uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill likes to kind of give back to them. And wait on them for once. So, servers and bartenders and everybody, it's kind of their night. And that's every Tuesday night. So Good on them. Yeah. Jeannie Hazelwood uh, talking about those volleyball camps, southernmissvolleyballcamps.com. And uh, really, uh, for everybody, I mean, for anybody interested in volleyball, because what they're doing other than the elite camp, they're teaching the three different positions, which is really important. Anyway, appreciate Coach Hazelwood's time. Remind you, Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Jana King, the king of clean. They've been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your places of work, education, medical attention, eateries, stadiums, and worship. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. Be nice if uh, we had uh, volleyball sweeps brought to us by Jana King this fall, right? Well, I'm sure sure our creative sales staff is, (laughs) is working on packages as we speak right now. Good stuff. All right. Kelly, tomorrow you'll be heading down to the Big Easy because Sunbelt Media Days, Eagle Hour covering both days of Sunbelt Media Days. And you and I were looking at the um, the schedule. Starts at, at 10 a.m. in the morning. And uh, Keith Gill going to be giving a state of the conference um, speech and t- to kick off Media Days. Yeah, and, and actually, Luke, he's going to join us live on the program tomorrow here on the Eagle Hour to kind of capsulize uh, the, the health of the of the conference and really if you if anything that he has to say is anything different than what outsiders have said is that most most outsiders think now that the Sun Belt is is the number one outside of the Power 5 conference to be in. So I'll be interested to see uh, what he yeah, has to say. Yeah, specifically because you just had the turnover in the Big 12. So the American lost some of their heavyweights and so we even felt last year the Sun Belt was you know, had had moved up, and certainly you you feel that way. So tomorrow you're going to be there at the Sheraton. Keith Gill uh, starts us off at 10 a.m. and and then Troy, Arkansas State, and ULM um, before lunch. Which one of those are you looking most forward to, to hearing? John Summerall, Butch Jones, and, and Terry Bowden. I know you're kind of thinking Arky State may be a sleeper this year. I I did I did it first. I, I did it first. I thought they had they had a really good recruiting class last year, but again. Everything is so fluid now with transfer portals and, and NIL. So you think, okay, well, they, they should be ready to go next year. But then when you look at some of those names that came in and then you look at the roster this year, some are still there. Some aren't there. You're going, you know, what's going on? Uh, but Butch Jones certainly has a, a, a good resume, you know, and every, everywhere he's been. So I kind of thought that they, they might be a sleeper. I'm going to listen to what, they, what Arkansas State has tomorrow because I think they could be a sleeper. Have you ever seen or met or listened to Terry Bowden in person? It's been a while. It's been a long time. But so, uh, he, of course, he's he's down at ULM. But it'll be fun listening to John Summerall tomorrow. I mean, very few times you win 12 games your first year. And nobody really – let's be honest, you guys. Nobody was expecting that last year. Yeah. I mean, any time no. a coach – I mean, you know, a first-year coach, 
uh, even though he certainly knew what was going on at Troy. Nobody expects a first-year guy to go in and do that. And now they don't have that element of surprise. No. I mean, everybody's picking either Troy or South Al, and you got Kane Womack, who, who went to Oak Grove High School right up the road here. Of course, graduated from Southern Miss, and now South Al's got the – you know, everybody's – Shooting for South Al too. If so. if Troy wins uh, the the West this year, this will be probably the last media days. The only one you see John Summerall. At. I think he would definitely shoot up that ladder of uh, of potential candidates to to move on. Yeah, he's he's just been tremendous. All right. Any idea what you're going to do for lunch tomorrow? That's a really important question in New Orleans. I've got a suggestion. What's what's that? Will the thrill? Cafe Maspero down on Decatur. Good choice. Good a- choice. Actually, the Sun Belt will probably. Uh, Pro- probably so yeah i just didn't i mean they'll probably provide but you guys know that i will go to the nth degree to make sure that the job gets done so yeah. if i have to forego lunch i mean mothers is down that way moolots is down that way there's there's all kinds of stuff yeah. I'll, I'll be on the job all guys. right you'll be asleep at 1 30 when uh gj kenny for for texas state takes no, texas we'll be on stage. the air actually you'll be asleep <laughs> Yeah, it, he's one of the new coaches. Yeah, Texas State. Well, tomorrow you're going to report first and third segment, and right. we'll have a baseball update uh, from from minor league in between. What I'm saying is, you could take a ten ten minute nap. I got, and you. then you could come out. But it will be that that's intriguing simply because he got T.J. Finley, who's kind of made his way around the SEC. He was or the SEC West. He was at LSU and then at Auburn last year. And uh, I mean, the talent's there with that kid. He's a big kid. But but Kenny coming in, you know, he had a pro- prolific offense, but but not at the FBS level. He was a head coach. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what what he can do and what he says. And Kenny's and Kenny's Texas State's guy. You know, he's one of them. Uh, you know that that old story. We want one of our our own people. You know, um, so so it'll be. I'd like to hear what he has to say. But but when we talk about our own Will Hall, Luke, whether he look, he's got to know. That he's going to hear this question five hundred times tomorrow. Who is your quarterback? You know, which what are you going to do with your? I'm sure he's probably. You know how all these uh, politicians when they go into these debates, they have people prepare them. You know, for possible questions that they're going to get. I don't think the preparation for Will Hall is going to take too much because I think that's about the only question <laughs> that anybody's going to ask all the time. Yeah. yeah, because when you look at the rest of the roster. Right, you know, pretty solid right but now. But the way Will answers questions, he's going to answer the question without actually answering the question. Everybody's going to be satisfied. Well, and that and that's the other thing too is is how how much of your of your hand are you really going to show tomorrow? I I look for the players to show more of of their hands of the team's Maybe. hands than the coaches do. Yeah, just because they're not as they're not as experienced at dealing with the media and how the media. Yeah terms their questions we know. get off the air tomorrow you will turn around and you'll listen to, to kane uh womack the uh previously mentioned good great friend of of this show because he is a golden eagle and has done an extraordinary job and like we said you know they're the favorites in the west louisiana at two at 2 30 and then the eagles wrap up cole cavallo and jay stanley joining coach hall at three yeah i thought frank gore was gonna uh, actually you know make that trip because of the lofty expectations for frank and, and really what he's been the face of this program yeah uh as a player uh, the last, you know, last couple seasons, but uh, Cole Cavallo, uh, the tight end, he he will be there along with Jay. So, and then and then you know, th- then on Wednesday, you know, Old Dominion, 
uh, is going to be there, and the, the crossover teams from the, from the East that Southern Miss is going to play. We're going to talk to those coaches and those players as to what they expect to yeah, see you'll get Southern Yeah, you'll get to hear Sean Clark you know, from App State. And I think that's a, it's a big year for him right? because they underwhelmed last year, and um, I think he's an App State guy. And, and Tim and, Beck at Coastal. Yeah. You know, Tim Beck. Brand, brand new. Yep, goes Sean in Sean Elliott, you know, in what, year four maybe at, at, uh, at Georgia, Georgia State. The one that I'm interested in, uh, Charles Huff will be fun with with Marshall, but the the football officials lead off again, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing about a litany of nuances and changes and things to watch out for. Protecting the quarterback and what you know what's uh, you know what changes there are and how it's going to be called. But you know there are alliances now, Luke, with these different uh, officiating associations. I know you you have a colleague that that is going to be officiating for. Two different, yep, you two know, different Mountain FBS, West and yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm interested as to how that works and how those ever came about and what what's the purpose of that. I, I thought you, you meant know? alliances like uh, we're going to make this call for our team. Oh and no, 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 no. Well, they always <laughs> that never happens in the NFL with the New Orleans. Saints, yeah, they either. always go against us. All the calls always go against what, us. What, so. And I guess uh, what what uh, it's it's a pretty cool event to be a part of, just because in a new conference you're still learning. And you'll you know you'll see a lot of the guys that we talk to on the show, um, but but it is it will be a fun two days down in there, and we're we're blessed just because it's two hours down the road in, in New Orleans that the conference headquarters is. And you know we have a, all the play by play guys of all the different Sun Belt teams. You know generally join us on the show, but what what Sun Belt Media Day allows us to do though is to actually talk to the head coaches. Last year, of all the teams that Southern has played, only Kane Womack. Kane Womack was the only head coach. To actually, yeah, but join us on the show. He's a former Santerite, right? No, I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. And I'm, but but this will allow us to to talk to those other coaches, you know. Yeah, and you know, put stuff in the can, so to speak. I think I told you this before, but you know, the first game, so two years ago, twenty uh, twenty two, no, twenty twenty one, down there, down there, Bill Broadhead and I are riding three hours before kickoff. Kane's texting smack, and I was like, this is his first FBS game as a head coach, and. But I just it shows you you know what type of duty is and and uh, he he loves it. But and and of course South Al wound up winning that game. Um, I wasn't going to mention that. But but it would be <laughs> but you know he 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 could take it the other way as well. But you know his dad and he shall this year. Yeah, we certainly we certainly think that's going to be the case. And his dad was a longtime coach here at Southern Miss, knows Hattiesburg yeah. very well. As his he married his wife who also prepped she's at, an eagle. Yep, she's and she went to Oak Grove High School yeah. too. So there's a lot of lot of ties here in the Hattiesburg area. Good stuff. I know it's going to be fun. You're looking forward to it um all right sunbelt media days tomorrow and wednesday eagle hour covering it center will be on site and actually sunbelt's already naming some some players to they really are. watch this year yeah we'll uh, we'll report that and uh, a few more things on the last segment of the eagle hour following these commercial messages Southern Miss to the top.
Final segment on this Monday brought to you by D1 Training and DBAT in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. DBAT on the left, D1 Training on the right. Great facilities, place for you to get great instruction and get in great shape. DBAT and D1. The website, dbathattiesburg.com. Eagle Hour available in podcast form on the Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. If you missed uh, the first half of the show, had a great conversation, first two segments with Southern Miss head volleyball coach Jenny Hazelwood, previewing her team as they'll get started in just about a month. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. All right, Kelly, uh, I guess talking media days, the... And once once again, Luke, the Eagles are not getting any love at all in these... I mean, we've talk- and this is, this is important. This is a coach's poll that we're about to share. Yeah, but you know, we talked about, we talked about how the defense is solid. It's deep at a lot of the different positions. The, the lines, both lines are solid. Running back core is good. But just just no love being shown to the Eagles. So in the West, Troy. Um, now this is the yeah, coaches. Yep, coaches right? poll. Troy with ten plays, ten first place votes, and that's coaches uh, at ninety two points. South Al with eighty five points, four first place, which is crazy because all the you know a lot of the the, the magazines and the the predictions have South Al a way ahead, but the coaches say. Something we know. We faced John Summerall's defenses. They're at 10. South Al at uh, four first-place votes. So, uh, now here, we, we Louisiana's third. Eagles are fourth. Texas State fifth. Arkansas State sixth. ULM seventh. Louisiana has 64 points, and the way they must do it is they, they rank them and right. then you, you add up. Eagles are only at, at 62. So, yeah. what that tells you is basically it's a push. Southern Miss or Louisiana – third in in the west and i you know i just i don't know i I just don't see and but i know what everybody's gonna say they're all gonna say well convince me differently who is your quarterback and and that's probably why it's like that all right here's your east sleeper james madison really pick first now now that the east is is a lot more bunched up James Madison, four first-place votes. App State, four first-place votes. Coastal, three first-place votes. Marshall, two first-place votes. Georgia Southern got one. But uh, James Madison, 78 points, predicted first. App State, 75 points Crap at State. second. I'll Coastal at 71, predicted third. And, and Marshall at 68, predicted fourth. So yeah, that's... that'll... I mean, it's 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 bunched up on that yeah, side. That yeah, doesn't yeah, get, surprise me at all. They throw a blanket over those teams, and yeah. you. But you know. this is why James Madison. We we want a good James Madison because they play Troy and they play South Alabama early in the conference schedule, and if they were to go two and zero, that's going to serve West teams down down the stretch against those. Teams. Yeah, but if you're but if you're putting JMU one in the East. And you know that they have to play South Al and Troy. That that's that's counterintuitive. How can you put them number one in the East when you know they got to play two of the brutes in the West? They just oh, they're going to win that. They would win the East though. But but the the point I'm saying is the other part to it. James Madison is still ineligible for a conference title. And so what that would mean is even if they do win the East, you're not dealing with the best team in the East. Which that's wrong. That helps the West in and of itself. But that's another show entirely. Yeah. Right. So uh, Southern Miss predicted fourth by the league coaches. Troy predicted to win the West. James Where have they got, predicted the East. The Eagles have to play Old Dominion in the East. Yeah, Old Dominion's at the bottom of the East. Okay, and there's good. pretty 
pretty <laughs> we'll significant. <laughs> but I mean, App State to me, App State's a little little higher than what I, I thought they might finish. And we mentioned Sean Clark, who was an offensive lineman at App State at his alma mater. Maybe a little hot seat for him. Um, Eagles don't play Georgia Southern. They don't play Georgia State. Sean Elliott, I, I said fourth. This is seventh year. Time does there. get by. It does. A um, couple other awards for Southern Miss as the league names um, the preseason uh, awards. Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, the preseason offensive player of the year. Jason Henderson, linebacker for Old Dominion, their one shining star, preseason defensive player of the year. Frank Gore Jr., first team offense, all Sun Belt. Jay Stanley, first team all defense at defensive back. And then Jalen Williams, second team defense on the defensive line. That's it? That's it. Oh, wow. Hey, just more good bulletin board material for the Eagles. Typical, not getting any respect, you know. But what this means, Kelly, is you get to exercise your journalism muscles and dig a little deeper at media days. And find out why? Yeah. Yeah, I just... You're right. Well, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. That's right. That's your yeah. interview with Keith Gill. Hey, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he'll again, say, I don't have anything. And again, that. these are just projections. And at the end of the season, it won't mean a hill of beans. But still, it just it, it is consistent with the Eagles not getting a whole lot of love, considering we all agree that the program is in the best shape that it's been in in a long time. Yeah, and it's still only good time. for a fourth place prediction. That's how you want it. All right. I don't think they'll do this because we're in a different conference now, but if you get a cold ham sandwich, Moolots, Mothers, there's another place, um, Krabby Jacks, Po' Boys, phenomenal. But I, you can't really go wrong in New Orleans. See, you guys know all the good lunch places. Yeah. I would like. I want to know about all the watering holes after we're done at night. You know, some of the... I'm not allowed and, to talk about And neither one anymore. of you guys are expertise, have any expertise. I can tell you where probably portions of the city... <laughs> <laughs> to stay away from after 10 o'clock. Okay. I mean, I've one, got a, one particular street. A large I've got a little experience, but I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore. That's going to wrap it up on a Monday. Bob's back tomorrow. Kelly will be with us, but he'll be down in New Orleans. Be safe and uh, enjoy it. It's I will, good. for sure. We'll catch you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. To the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.